Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Welcome back to our Because She Chose podcast. I'm so glad you're here. One of the main reasons I began this Because She Chose community was to invite like-minded women into this space where we can support one another. We all need wise counsel, and just because I'm a leader doesn't make me exempt. 30 years in ministry has taught me this very valuable lesson, and it's not everyone is for you, and that's okay. I also learned that there are different types of people you should surround yourself with, positive, encouraging, motivating people that have similar values. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together if they're not agreed? And the answer is, they can't. I read a quote from a wise friend who wrote, the rising tide lifts all boats. We raise others along with us as we rise. Each one of us are a little further along this journey than others, and you can help someone along the way by sharing your journey and offering a helping hand up by encouraging them. This is why it's so important to evaluate who is in your close circle. In this episode, I discuss five characteristics of the types of people you should surround yourself with. I shout out some besties and how it isn't always bad when people actually leave that circle because God brings others in and that may be a better fit. Come listen in and learn why evaluating relationships and friendships is really just so important. Let's go. We're talking all about our um, circle of influence and the people that you keep in your close relationships without my close friends and my sisters that are having my back. I was talking about this book, Andy Andrews is The Traveler's Gift. I had read it years and years ago. And there's seven decisions that each person has to make in order to determine like your personal success. And the third one was you have to determine who you're going to associate with and what are the types of people and the lives and the lifestyles that you admire in those kinds of people? Like, are you listening to those people? And what's the kind of counsel that they're giving you? And I'm like, man, like, this is a perfect example. Here's my Alice. As my mic was off, I was talking about my good friend, Janet. She's my bestie. And I told her last week, I'm like, I'm cranky and I'm tired and I'm not getting any sleep. I need you to pray. And she prayed for me that night and I had a great night's sleep. And You know, right there, I mean, she's my best friend of 25 years. I was saying that, hey, sometimes you have to get people that are positive, that have the same values that you do, because when you don't, what winds up happening is, unfortunately, people can drag you down. There's a scripture in Amos 3.3. It says, how can two walk together unless they are agreed? Let me tell you, the answer to that is you can't. And I have another friend, she is a doctor and she is a director of a Christian ministry college out in California. And um, Dr. Amanda Pavich, she says that, I love her blog. It was called Five O'Clock Doc. And she talks about how the rising tide lifts all boats. So if you understand what the rising tide looks like, all the boats, they rise together. So how do we rise together as women, as believers? We're all walking this journey together, right? Some of us are a little further along than the others. And we're just trying to show you maybe a better way. And so one of the things that that I loved about that book was that the question was, who are you surrounding yourself with? So I have all these women that are cheering me on here. And and in turn, that's one of the things that I wanted to do with this because she chose community was just surround ourselves with women. That's what you're going to find here is a bunch of women that are just you know doing all the things that God has called them to do. But what are they doing? They're cheering each other on. You know, when you 
surround yourself with those kinds of women, man, you're going to go far. You're going to grow. The other thing that I love about them is that they will challenge me and they're going to say, well, you know, what can you do better next time, Camille, to have your microphone on? You know, maybe I'll get a, a sticky note and say, hey, don't forget to put your mic on this time. I'm going to show you a couple of scriptures that I really love. And here we go. Proverbs 21.10 says, these are the kinds of people we do not want in our lives. Okay. Wicked souls love to make trouble. They feel nothing for friends and neighbors. Wicked souls. Proverbs 21.23 says, watch your words and hold your tongue. You'll save yourself a lot of grief. So people that watch their words and hold their tongues. Proverbs 21.29 says, unscrupulous people fake it a lot. Honest people are sure of their steps. Man, I want a bunch of honest people surrounding me that they will tell me the truth and they will not fake it. And they will not be unscrupulous. Um, Proverbs 22, 10 says, kick out the troublemakers and things will quiet down. You need a break from bickering and griping. I mean, are you reading what I'm reading here? I'm going to give you one more. And it's um, Proverbs 22, 1. It says, a sterling reputation is better than striking it rich a gracious spirit is better than money in the bank. So here again, here are five great ideas of the kinds of people you want surrounding yourself. We don't want people that have wicked souls, people that are love to make trouble. We want people that are going to be kind to others and have great friendships and be kind to their neighbors. You want to have people that watch their words and hold their tongue. Let me tell you, a gossip is not a good person to be around because let me tell you, if they're gossiping to you about someone else, guess what? They're going to be gossiping about you to someone else. So that's unscrupulous people. I want people to tell me the truth, even sometimes if it hurts. I love that. Like, come on, give it to me. Tell me because I'm only going to grow. A sterling reputation. I don't need a bunch of rich people surrounding me if they don't have a great reputation. Money is is not all there is in life, right? They say, the, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. I don't need that in my life. I need honest people, godly people. Um, and I love the fact that it says kick out the troublemakers because things will quiet down. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to say, well, you know, I want to be kind and loving to all people, which I, I am. And I'm going to give you an example. Jesus himself, he surrounded himself with three people that were very, very close to him, Peter, James, and John. Those are the ones that the disciples that he brought up onto the, the mountain of transfiguration. He showed his true self to. He had the rest of the 12 and he walked closely with. He had the, the last supper with. He was always showing them how to do certain things. You know, he's performing miracles. He's teaching them right closely. And then he had more. He had the 70, right, that he sent out. And then there were 120. There was another time that he sent out more disciples. Then, of course, he ministered to the greater wire multitudes. So if you look at all of that, Jesus had a handful of people that he really kept very close to him. What were those things that the qualities of those three men, Peter, James and John, you know, they weren't perfect, but they were upright. You know, they would tell the truth. Peter was the first one to say when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And he was like, you are the Messiah. You're the son of God. So people that will speak truth. And like I said, it's really hard to do that. You know, kick out the troublemakers. How do you do that? And let me tell you something. I've had very, very difficult conversations with people. I've said, maybe we can't walk together any longer because the Bible says in Amos 3, 3, I just read, how can you walk together if you're not in agreement with? I will love you. I will pray for you. But maybe we just can't be in close contact or fellowship anymore. Our relationship, this is as far as we go together. You know, there's that saying that it says that, you know, 
there are people in your life that got places in your life, but maybe it's for a season. And you have to understand that. And it's hard because you want to have a heart of love and you want to be close with people. But sometimes God just, what I pray for people is, Lord, as you're bringing them out of my life, put them into someone else's life that they're going to be able to grow and and be um, a good fit in that community. You know, so do I hold anger against people when they come in and out of my life. Sometimes it's hurtful, but I just give that to God. And I'm like, you know what, God, you're going to take better care of them than I ever could. So I'm just going to read quality over rules quantity. That's right. Exactly. You know, I have a very few handful that I will be very close with that, that I know at a drop of a hat that I could message and say, I'm, I'm in need and be really open and honest with. And then I have a wider group of people, you all here, that I know that if I had need and I put it out there, you guys would be like alongside of me in a second. And I hope that you see that from us as well. But let me just read to you another section of Proverbs 22. This is in the message version. It says, listen carefully to my words, my wisdom, take to heart what I can teach you. You'll treasure its sweetness deep within you. You'll give it bold expression in your speech to make sure that your foundation and trust is in God. I'm laying it all out right now just for you. I'm giving you 30 sterling principles, tested guidelines to live by. Believe me, these are truths that work and will help you to be accountable to those who sent you. So he's talking about making sure you have wisdom in the people that you're surrounding yourself with, because it says you're accountable to those that send you. So if you're in submission to spiritual authority in your church, you have a pastor, you have, you know, eldership leadership, um, and you're not submitting to them, you know, maybe they're not a great fit for you. Maybe you do need to, to find another spiritual leadership that you feel you can be accountable to, but it's saying um, that's wisdom to have yourself be in and under some sort of spiritual leadership and guidance. Because when you're not in community, what winds up happening is you're very easily swayed by, the Bible says every wind and wave and, and doctrine that comes along and you're like, well, maybe that's the truth. But you don't have anyone surrounding you, whether it's a leadership above you or peers surrounding you in a community that could tell you, you know what, you're off on the wrong trail. And Proverbs, the next couple of verses down, it's Proverbs 22, 24 and 25. It says, don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hotheads. Ooh, bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. That's the message version. It's contagious, a bad temper. Let me tell you, I've had a bad temper the last couple of weeks. I just told you, I called my bestie and I said, I'm tired. I'm cranky. I'm, I have some insomnia. I can't keep a hold of my emotions. Two weeks ago, I had my good friend, Maria. I said, I grabbed her in church and said, come pray for me right now. I feel like I have no self-control. If I didn't have those kinds of friendships surrounding me that I'm going to be like, hey, I'm weak here and I need you to come up alongside me. I need an Aaron and a her, right? To keep my arms raised up like Moses and that in that scripture. Find those people, find them, find them here. You know, we will be that for you as well. And um, there's another couple of verses that I would love for you to go read. And I have a lot because if you've ever worked with a closely with an argumentative person like at work, you just know that it's like a poison. It casts a negative atmosphere around everyone and everything. And you go into work, you're dreading the minute you get to work. You dread even going to work. Then you dread the whole day. And then you go home and you grouse about it. It's really, really hard. But, you know, one of the things that I had done was when I was working in um, my last job and I had a very difficult relationship with a coworker and I just kept praying. And I was like, Lord, if this is not a good fit, then remove me from this job. But what God did was he changed the heart of the person that I was working with. And 
God turned that person's heart toward me and we became closer. And this person started to trust me. And I kept praying and praying for that person to come to know Jesus the way we do. And you know what? That's what God will do if your heart is right in that way. Sometimes there are people that you will find that there's another, I think it's a proverb that talks about that there are leeches. There are people that are like leeches that will suck the life out of you. And it says stay away from them. So those are all tough and hard things to to comprehend because we have, again, if you're a mercy and a grace person, you have this heart for people, for all people. You want to help all people. But you know what? God hasn't called you to do that. God hasn't called you to speak to everyone. He's probably got a handful of people for you to, to walk alongside closely with and then to minister to on a wider plate. So let me just give you this. This is the last point. There's some five characteristics of the type of person you want to surround yourself with. Now, of course, you have got to be kind. Listen, (laughs) I have these conversations with my own family. Sometimes we're talking and it's like, man, that was not kindness. Like, did you have to answer me that way? Did you have to speak to me that way? Sometimes it's really hard. You know, be kind. Be the kind of person that is kind and good for the soul for someone else. Be grateful. Positive people are grateful. You know, express gratitude often for what you have. Work hard to find something to be grateful for. Sometimes it's hard when the circumstances say differently. Try to be grateful because let me tell you that when you change, that changes you, that changes your atmosphere, it changes the people around you. And are you influential? When you start to realize that these are characteristics, not just that I want in other people, if you could start emulating these characteristics, you will attract people that are like this, like-minded people. So are you influential? Because positivity and happiness is contagious. Now, I I know a lot of people that could put on a a happy face, but you know that there's something deep on the inside of their hearts that is just not right. It's like they need to get that right. Do you have that? Do I have that? There's always moments where I'm like, Lord, help me to get my heart right. You know, that positive attitude can be hard sometimes, but the most successful people, it says, are those who have a happy, healthy, and positive approach to life. Sometimes it's hard. Listen, I'm, I'm from New York. New Yorkers are sarcastic <laughs> and it's hard to be more like Jesus in certain environments. But you know what? Are you inspiring? Because the kind of people that you want, the power people that you want around you, they're going to inspire you to greatness. If you want to be inspiring to others, they will in turn, you will attract them and they're going to inspire you right back. So listen, I'm not saying perfection. It's not about perfection. I'm not perfect. My husband will be the first one to tell you. My friends, my closest friends will tell you she's not perfect. But we are all trying to be living examples, right? One of my mentors, Sally Breen, she said, we're not we're not perfect examples of Jesus. We're just trying to be living examples. We're all walking out this walk and trying to be more like him. So I hope that was helpful that you can take some of these things before you try to surround yourself with, you have to try to be that person so that you can attract and be an example to others. So I'm going to pray really quick at the end here, just to help you to kind of absorb some of the things that we're talking about. We're learning. So thank you, Father. I'm so grateful for this group of ladies that you have brought together and to just start forming a community to be able to cheer one another on, to be the kind of person that they want to be and they're growing into, that they can be an example to others. They can encourage, inspire, help to motivate Lord, in turn, each of us are doing that for one another. Lord, help us to grow into the people that you want us to be, the kind of follower, Jesus, that you need us to be. Lord, this is a world that is has very little hope and is very negative. So Lord, we have to shine the light, your light, as this world gets darker and darker. We will only shine brighter. So thank you, Father, for surrounding us with this group of really beautiful women that are serving you. They're trying to follow you and grow into being more like you. 
So we pray all these things. Bless them in Jesus' name. So ladies, thank you for hanging in there with me. God bless. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.